0: Hello, Victoria, my new bi-weekly friend.
1: Hello, bye Ben. <laughs> Is that what I'm your bi- profile incurious. says?
0: By incurious.
1: By absolutely not interested. <laughs>
0: <laughs> By plane. Hey, so have
1: you missed me over we, these long I tell you, couple of weeks? Well, um
0: obviously, I mean, words cannot express the level to which I've missed you. Um however. I have, I have had a couple of, um, a handful of little notes from people saying, oh, what happened to you last week? Um, I just thought we ought to remind people that we have got bi weekly uh, just, just for the time being, just as we toddle along. We think it might help us a little bit. And you're very busy and I'm very busy. And it's just a way of sort of like, I don't know, condensing pure quality of the product.
1: I, I've got a message for those people. What's your message? For those Listen people? to the damn podcast. Because well, they obviously go. didn't listen because we made an announcement and I made it quite clear. On So they <laughs> are, are amongst our less attentive listeners, less regular well, listeners. Hang on, I
0: mean yes okay you're right and I scold those listeners too however what I would say is that we only kind of mentioned it when we suddenly remembered right at the very end of the podcast and it might well be they'd listened for about half an hour or 20 minutes or whatever and they got bored and tuned out well so how dare you thought, and well, welcome
1: to our more attentive listeners who actually keep across everything we very warm welcome to you and um and a welcome to you Ben
0: and welcome to me. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC News correspondent and now I'm a podcaster and I do my little bits and bobs and I'm loving life and it's all good in Cambridgeshire. Although, hang on, what a con this so-called global warming is. This, I mean, last May it was really lovely and warm and we're in becking lockdown and now it's pissing down here. It's free, I'm freezing my pods off and it's utterly not May-like whatsoever. Old man moan over.
1: I love the way that you use the weather as an excuse to have a pop at global warming. <laughs> okay, I know PC. climate
0: change. I know climate and the weather are two different things. <laughs>
1: I'd like to add a disclaimer uh, as we kick this podcast off this week, this by week <laughs> that if you are PC or easily offended by anything, shield your ears or... Simply turn away.
0: <laughs> or stick a cock in both fucking ears.
1: <laughs> there you go. So I've offended hey. one bunch of listeners. You've offended the other listeners.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I think I've offended one listener and you've offended the other listener.
1: <laughs>
0: right well, then. that I'm Victoria
1: Mitzi. I know you don't. Well, look, you just want to talk right over me. You did not let
0: me finish and now it's time to go. <laughs> go on then.
1: I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a podcaster, I'm a journalist, and I'm a Plymouth plodder. Plymouth <laughs> plodder. Victoria. I'm no longer a Plymouth hoe, because there's no hoeing going on. Although there's a little bit more living it up going on around here, may I say. You can probably tell so, tell so from my voice, which seems were to be going this week.
0: Were I was at the, the pub, pub last
1: night. I've been out twice.
0: Well, so you know you weren't in the pub. You were out the pub
1: out the pub, and then you get really freezing. That's something that really bothers me. So (laughs) I think that's keeping drinking levels down.
0: I think that's why I'm so grumbly about this May being so shitty, because I really wanted to go and drink out the
1: pub. Yeah, but any British May is going to be, you know, for those of you that are listening from else far-flung places of the globe, which are nice and warm, uh, it gets freezing. And whether the sun shines a tiny bit in the daytime, you end up like an icicle, even sitting there with your... Big thick jumper and coat on outside, with um, inhaling other people's cigarette smoke. That's the plus side. What are,
0: so, Victoria, what are we so, talking about this week? This bye week?
1: This. <laughs> we love the word bye, as I like it because it's so <laughs> inclusive.
0: <laughs> we could call it. We could say duo.
1: Well, we used to be boring and mono.
0: What are duo balls?
1: Duo balls? Is that two pairs yeah. of balls? I'm not sure what they are. Are Anyway, welcome one and all. We've got um, Stuart Lubbock. It's a name you may know, UK audiences more so. A name which you are more likely to know is Michael Barrymore, whose house that young man died in. And uh, there's there's a new angle on the case. There's a new aspect to the case, which we're going to bring to you. There is. Wakey, wakey.
0: We're also going to be talking about our old friend Jizzy Jizz Lane Maxwell. Um, we've got a bizarre story from America, always, always in America, uh, where people are being invited to apply to hunt bison, um, and some slightly odd comments from uh, Chris Martin, Look at The star. who's the lead singer of the inexplic- inexplicably popular beat combo Coldplay.
1: What's a beat combo? <laughs>
0: Oh, it's just another sort of band. It's what they used to call bands in the 60s. I'm trying to sound old.
1: You're trying to sound old.
0: Yeah, way to kill the gag.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. I'm glad I managed. I wasn't even trying. Just being an idiot.
0: Stuart Lovett died in 2001. Uh, after being found unconscious in the swimming pool uh, to the TV presenter Michael Barrymore's house in Roydon in Essex. Now, Before you continue, can I
1: just outline something about Michael Barrymore very quickly for our international <laughs> audiences, who we love and never forget to mention. That's- <laughs> you can if you want to. Michael Barrymore is... You may have heard of him because of his incredible success at one point he was just being beamed into everybody's houses uh, at least once a week and he was the nation's favorite entertainer I'd say what Obviously was his that's changed. Do you remember?
0: Do you remember his catchphrase?
1: All white
0: <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Barry Moore's in the building everybody.
1: <laughs> oh no. Sorry, Barry I, just same, I just got the same I've just got the same attitude.
0: <laughs> it's Barry Mitts everyone.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. So, so I interrupted you. Do continue.
0: So um, i outlined outline what happened. Now, post-mortem examination carried out on uh, the body of Stuart Lubbock, who was 31 years old, found that he'd been basically raped to death. He had severe internal injuries, um, consistent with being sexually assaulted. Um, so it's never really been clear and it's probably quite <laughs> unpleasant. To think of exactly what happened to poor Stuart Lubbock. And when you look at, you know, photos of him and you just think what happened, it just makes you feel incredibly sad. Because mm. he was such a fresh-faced, nice looking, happy young man. Um, anyway, Stuart Lubbock's father, Terry Lubbock, has long campaigned around this because obviously nobody has ever been prosecuted over this, and he has always wanted somebody to be. Or some justice. He's wanted someone to be brought to justice because his son went to a party at a TV celebrity's house and died after having apparently been, you know, sexually assaulted uh, so severely that he suffered severe uh, internal rupturing and injury.
1: Stuart Lubbock's father says that the truth will come out. He's ailing, he um, has cancer, and he's been given a few months to live. And um, he's made this public statement about his uh, the death of his 31-year-old son. And as you said, Ben, that he died in a very famous man's house. Barrymore has denied this, as far as I'm aware publicly, and Essex police have said that a file would be submitted immediately to the Crown Prosecution Service about some new findings. So Terry Lubbock, who's got terminal cancer, said that he'd rest in peace, only knowing that he'd done the best for his son, of course. And Stuart was a butcher from Harlow, and he was at a, at this party with eight other people at Mr. Barrymore's home um, and then, of course, the the injuries were shown. He was found unconscious by emergency services. And a man in his 50s has now, has recently been arrested in March on suspicion of murder and indecent assault after this significant information had emerged.
0: Yeah, so there was a documentary uh, in February of last year, February 2020, on Channel 4, that coincided with a fresh police appeal and apparently, new information has emerged. So, this 50 year old man in his 50s um, has been arrested. Um, obviously, that uh, immediately means that we can't say too much about this, uh, although we can talk about what's very well known in the public domain. Um, Michael Barrymore himself is, nicely, is now 69 years old. Uh, he was arrested back in 2007, but was never ever charged. Um, now, he's described this Channel 4 documentary, um, which led to these new developments, as vile and vicious. And he says, nobody who was at his house on the night of Stuart Lubbock's death knew what happened. And he was asked if he had anything fresh to offer the police. And he replied, I honestly wish I did. However, uh, Essex police are soon going to be passing a file to the Crown Prosecution Service about the man who's been arrested. Um, And, of course, the Crown Prosecution Service will then decide whether charges should be brought. And it may be that we get a trial. And at that trial, we may get more answers. Of course, the question for Terry Lubbock is will he live long enough to see it? Because, as you said, uh, he has got terminal cancer. Doctors have told him he has just months to live and the wheels of justice can turn slowly.
1: What I find strange, it's the initial impact of this case. There was public information about Stuart Lubbock's death and then there was a a denial coupled with a lot of different uh, angles and, and conjecture wasn't there and then it was quite difficult to get information I mean the sexual aspect of it came out then I didn't hear it again and I, I just kind of thought is first of all obviously you want to be balanced in your approach to to taking in the information but on the other hand it was done, it was released very oddly do you find
0: well, i think there is an issue here around the fact this was clearly a gay pool sex party or a gay sex pool party or a pool sex gay party or whatever you want to call it and i think when this happened in 2001 we're talking uh, 20 years ago now and in two decades attitudes have changed and i think at that time Ma- michael barrymore was or well you know he framed himself as a family entertainer and i think the idea that a family entertainer um, was hosting um homosexual pool parties was something that he felt, and that perhaps um, the police too felt, would be quite shocking to those who consider themselves to be Michael Barrymore fans. I think that's different now. I think most people would expect, you know, pool parties to happen. They could have, they could be sexual, and that's just something that goes on in people's private lives, and nobody really cares. Um, things were different, I think, 20 years ago. And I think some of the um, prudishness, shall we say, around it has led to certain information perhaps being, I wouldn't say withheld, but I certainly would say made less prominent perhaps than it would be nowadays.
1: So um, is this why you choose not to tell the world about your jacuzzi parties? <laughs> your bathtub fun?
0: <laughs> Have you got a jacuzzi? No. Have you ever I been I don't in want a jacuzzi? one.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> I, it makes you a bit itchy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I saw something the other day where somebody says if you invite me to your house don't ask me to get into your j- jacuzzi. I don't want to climb into your filthy sex water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speak for yourself. Give
0: me chuckle. I'd be, I'd be straight. I would I would mind climbing into any water, filthy sex or otherwise. I'd be I'd be right in there.
1: But you would enjoying
0: enjoying the bubbles. <laughs> Oh, those bubbles, they
1: tickle me. Oh. <laughs> um I've had a couple of conversations recently because hiring hot tubs it was quite a big thing, especially I don't know, I've seen it more here than I've heard of it in London, where I've lived for a very long time before I became a bumpkin. And um <laughs> What in Plymouth?
0: I, yeah, is the, is the, the, hot tub scene. Is hot tub rentals a big thing in Plymouth?
1: It's hot tub a go-go but I don't think that this will continue for much longer considering the fact that one person at least that I've spoken to about it has got uh, she reacted to the chemicals. She hired it for her daughter's birthday and, um, and then she got the worst reaction. They all got a bit ill um, but she got her glands sort of puffing up so she had like golf balls underneath her arms <laughs> and that's not just a look. <laughs> 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 and she said that her glands sort of massively came up and uh, she felt horrendous and she was on antibiotics but they weren't doing anything. And I thought, mm, it's a bit different than what you buy into and you're like, ooh, hot tub.
0: Yeah, there's not much glamour in massive glands, is there?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> it d- <laughs> depends on which ones you're talking about. Matron, take them away.
0: <laughs> there's, not much, there's not much glamour in, <laughs> in swollen glands after a hot tub party.
1: Well, some people actually make a lot of money out of their big glands, don't they, Ben? What
0: well, in hot? I don't know why I said that.
1: Like you should know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
0: I think, I think, it's time. It may be time to move on to. Jissy, I was Jisella wondering and Max where we were well. going to
1: go on. On, Barrymore. I just wanted to say something else about Barrymore. My mum loved him. What did you think okay. about him?
0: What do I think about Barrymore?
1: And I don't think she would have liked him as much if she knew about his.
0: What he was getting up to on a Saturday
1: water. night, exactly.
0: I, I had honestly, I mean, I knew who Barrymore was because it was impossible not to back in the sort of late eighties, uh, sorry, in the late nineties and early noughties. But I don't think I've ever knowingly watched a single program he's ever done. He's not my at all.
1: He's not yeah, my was, of
0: dirty pool water.
1: There was, um, there was a big like Michael Barrymore's big. Was it? It wasn't Bob Barrymore's pool party. <laughs> on a Saturday night or something like that. No, that's Noel's house partying. Am I getting it confused? Is it actually Noel Edmonds she loves? I'm not sure. I,
0: was it, Was it? did Michael Barrymore, I think Michael Barrymore used to have a show, uh, I, I don't know why I remember this, where he kind of go to shopping centres and get people to do stupid stuff.
1: Oh, is that it? I thought they were going to say something else about it.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think he invited them to his pool.
1: What a, what a great concept, going to shopping centres and getting people to do stupid things.
0: <laughs> it's as neglected as Michael Barrymore's pool <laughs> right then come on let's move on to Jizzy Juice let's hang on, on. I,
1: I want to find out what the show's called okay. Strike It Lucky there were massive ones weren't there <laughs> the store the the shows that is um, it was that
0: Strike It Lucky okay Barry wasn't it is. Strike It
1: Lucky okay and if you strike it lucky, you might uh, you might end up in our Hall of Fame coming on our podcast. Oh, actually, that does lead me on to something. I wanted to say a birthday thing, but I also wanted to know if you, if you wanted to tell us when your birthdays were, because I quite like congratulating people on their birthdays. So there you go. You could strike it lucky. We could be announcing your birthday on our podcast.
0: You could strike it incredibly unlucky.
1: There's a bit of a tenuous link there, but it got there eventually <laughs> okay moving on
0: hooray finally at last i've been Come waiting on, so long to Gizzy record Giz. with you
1: ben i'm overexcited
0: Tell us all about Jizzy Jizz
1: She's been pictured with a black eye In a photo released by her lawyer And actually thank you to all of you who've sent this in Because um, every time someone sees Jizzy Jizz They send me something about it And there's been quite a lot on her uh, Because this, was, this is an oldie So that's why we're starting with it This article's from April and she's also whinging about her conditions, isn't she? And um... so
0: what happens? Yeah, so what happens to Jizzy J's Jizz in hmm. jail? It's because sir Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in prison, and I think, I think that caused serious ructions in the U.S. penal system because everybody wanted him to face justice. So because they've decided that Jizzy J's Jizz is on a suicide watch, guards shine bright lights into her prison cell every fifteen minutes to make sure she is still breathing. And hasn't tried to kill that herself that should
1: make her feel so, less suicidal well
0: so, so apparently what she does is she's now taken to using a sock or towel to shield her eyes um but so this recent photo i mean when we say black eye here i mean you know there are black eyes and black eyes this is not some kind of massive breaking purple bruise that she clearly got when she was thumped in the face by someone in the showers. This is like a small bit of discolouring sort of close to sort of the inside corner of her eye. But apparently her lawyer seems to think that she might have sustained this bruise, possibly due to her sock or towel usage. I'm not quite sure how putting a sock on your eye gives you a bruise, but hey, what do I know?
1: What is apparent is, and I never condone this at all, is that her human rights are as are all other prisoners i have to say you're not treated very well whether it be by the screws or by your fellow prisoners fellow inmates it's a terrible experience so she is i mean she is saying that the noise is a factor which is getting to her as well um, while she awaits her trial why is she waiting so long
0: Oh, it's been put off by for another, by another few months, but that's because, okay. So we'll come on to mm. that. But can I can of just say
1: mm. I don't
0: care too much if prisoners have bad conditions. I don't want them. They shouldn't be tortured. They shouldn't be um, subjected to violent abuse. Uh, they should shouldn't be um, kept unfairly cold or so on and so forth. But it's not supposed to be a picnic going to prison. It's supposed to be something you don't want to do and you don't you don't like to do.
1: Yes, um, I and know, I don't but have a problem with that. Well, the thing is, what they're trying to prevent is suicide, and I don't think that you're doing that much to prevent somebody from wanting to go in that direction. And she's clearly, I'm, I'm not fighting her corner, but I'm, I am saying that she's clearly in a very pressured position. She hasn't been proven guilty yet, you know. That's true. And this, anyway, this may so all be, on. So, yeah. If you don't know who she is, I did want to say she's a 59-year-old <sighs> British socialite. I didn't know she was British. Of
0: course
1: she is. And a multi-millionaire family, so there you go.
0: She has been accused of procuring young girls for Jeffrey Epstein, the paedophile who uh, killed himself in jail a couple of years ago. She denies those charges and is awaiting trial. Now, the trial has been delayed several times. It's been kicked down the road again because prosecutors have now filed additional charges. Her defence team need time to prepare to defend her against those charges. So the whole thing, I think, has now been put back to 2022, possibly. Um, Now, her her lawyer says um, she hasn't... She doesn't know how she got this bruise on her eye, but she is very reluctant to report anything to guards for fear of retaliation, discipline and punitive chores. Another judge who heard this in a sitting uh, earlier this week Uh, alice and jane nathan said prosecutors must explain within a week whether and why jail officials might be subjecting jelaine maxwell to what they call flashlight surveillance and whether she should be given appropriate eye covering and i did wonder whether they could go to our house and find some kind of blindfold because i suspect they might find something like that but um yeah i mean if you think about it if they're only trying to check that she is still alive they should be able to do that without her needing to have lights flashed in her eyes. They only need to look and see if she's still breathing. And it should, I don't see why they can't just give her some kind of a a mask to wear so that she can at least um, get some sleep. It must be horrible being woken up. (coughs) up
1: Yes, it's somewhat akin to having a four-year-old.
0: I mean, the other thing is, so, I mean, she has been been applying consistently for bail since she was arrested in July uh, last year and she's been denied bail three times because people think she's a very wealthy woman, she could easily split the country. Um, her lawyers have offered a guarantee of 20 million pounds and 24 armed guards at her house um, that she would, um, and a promise, her because she's got three citizenships. I mean, you said she's British, yes, she's British. She's also got French citizenship and she has US citizenship. And as part of, you know, these applications for bail, she has promised to renounce her British and French citizenships. Um, but that's not good enough. So I, so, I, so I do wonder whether there's a bit of um, tactical game playing going on here. And this supposed bruise is a way of trying to convince the judge that she is so mistreated in jail that she needs to be granted bail. But we shall see and this case will wind its merry way to its inevitable conclusion.
1: And uh, we'll also see if uh, Andrew, Prince Prince <laughs> Andrew, what's his title? I can only think of Randy Andy when I think of him. He isn't He's he the
0: Duke of I mean York.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he likes a pork pie, I think. <laughs> do you like a pork pie?
0: I do like a pork pie. Do you? But I tell you I tell you what I like more than a pork pie, and that's a spicy chorizo sausage.
1: Oh, a spicy one. These, it might play havoc with the old tum tum.
0: You get these um little kind of chorizo sort of mini sausages that you can just bake in the oven for about ten minutes and they're a youngster.
1: What size are they?
0: Well, I suppose they're about the size of my thumb. They're quite small. How many like of a them
1: of can you yum? Goodness.
0: Um, well, I mean, there are 12 in a packet. I could happily yum down six.
1: Only six? How restrained.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm holding back. DHB, Daddy, hold back.
1: <laughs> it looks like <laughs> that you and Andy might have a nice time on the sofa of a f- Saturday afternoon.
0: Having said that, chorizos are made of beef. They're not made of bison, but there is a plan to kill bison. I thought they were pork. Chorizos are made of pork, not bison. You're right. I don't know why I said
1: that. (laughs) It was a lovely segue, (laughs) if you ignore the facts.
0: (laughs) I screwed it up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my world.
0: I think it's because I had cattle combining on my mind. You're thinking
1: of yummy things. It's it's approaching (laughs) lunchtime in this current recording session.
0: So there are there are there are a whole bunch of um, uh, bison in the United States. There are a whole bunch of bison that have been int- were introduced some years ago to the Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona, in the United States. And the United States Park Service has decided there are now too many bison. It's overpopulating the area, and they they they're looking for twelve volunteers um, who are supposed to be really good marksmen who are going to go out and basically cull bison. They're going to shoot them. Um, and the, so they, they announced they were looking for twelve of these volunteers. Forty-five thousand Americans applied to go and shoot.
1: Bison. No shit.
0: No shit, Sherlock. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and they have to carry them back.
0: <laughs> no shit, sure. lock, stop.
1: Surely so, they um... have to. Surely they have to factor that back. They have to do a kind of strength test. It says, the bison can weigh over 2,000 pounds, 900 kilos, but the sharpshooters must carry out any meat on foot without the help of motorised transport or pack animals. Pack animals? Hey, (laughs) 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 here come my huskies (laughs) to carry out the meat. (laughs) See, this is so far away from anything we know. That's why I love this story.
0: Yeah, it's just bonkers. And so these bison, so you shoot a bison, you kill it, you presumably hack off its, I don't know, rump or whatever, whatever it is, the bit that you eat on a bison, I'm sure there's loads of it, and then you have to carry it out to the national park to put it on your barbecue. I mean, that's just, I mean, hey. could any, that's peak American, isn't it?
1: What are you doing this Friday afternoon?
0: That's peak Midwest, God.
1: Well, also like a crazy idea to think of, isn't it? Like, let's get everyone in and shoot.
0: Having said that, I mean, talking about things, you know, jail not being a picnic. I don't think this is much of a picnic either, because where this will take place is in rugged, rocky, and sometimes snowy terrain, um, and they have to be um, or some 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 areas are more than two thousand four hundred meters up. So it's going to be pr- pretty cold. You, I think you're a pretty sort of hardy uh, hunter yourself to go and take part in this.
1: Some environmentalists have warned that it might set a dangerous precedent.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't sound great because so.
1: Where's back it going to be of, held, Ben? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can
1: you tell us?
0: <laughs> it is going to be held in the North Rim, and the reason that it's going to be held on the North Rim, so okay, so a bit of. Luckily, not in the of,
1: South Rim.
0: A <laughs> little bit of the background: back when sort of Columbus arrived in America and started the colonization, there were an estimated sixty, um, well, thirty to sixty million bison uh, across the continent. They were by far the, sort of the dominant large mammal. However, hunting and so on um, by settlers uh, reduced that population to just 400 by the late 1800s. So I mean, you know, you see a lot of cowboy films about I don't know gunslingers and sheriffs, but you don't see many about them going out and decimating bison uh, population levels, which is apparently the thing they did more than anything else. Um, so a few years ago, uh, bison were reintroduced to the Grand Canyon National the Grand Canyon National Park. Um, that this, this herd of bison that now lives there permanently, numbers around 600. But the, the American National Park Service says that's too many. And those bison, because there are so many of them, they are trampling Native American archaeological sites. They're causing soil erosion and they're contaminating water. So it wants to cull that 600 population to 200. So actually, if you're a bison living in the Grand Canyon National Park, you've got a two-in-three chance of getting shot. That's not good, is it? Know, no. They're not great odds.
1: Luckily, they're not probably very bright. I actually don't know this for a fact. It's just conjecture.
0: <laughs> and the final, the, final the, the, the lovely cherry on the icing on the cake detail of this story is that this, this, this North Rim herd was introduced after a frontiersman's failed attempt to interbreed bison with cattle in the early 1900s. Was that like a big male bison trying to climb on a cow, or was it a bull trying to mount a lady bison, discovering that it was more? Than, she wasn't in the mood for it at all.
1: Well, what they just wanted to be have a baby and call it Battle
0: <laughs> or Cowson.
1: <laughs> Cowson, that sounds good. Where's my
0: little? Where's my little Cowson?
1: <laughs> sounds like a West London nursery.
0: <laughs> isn't hey. that um a, mm. what?
1: Go on, isn't that term? <laughs> um, go on.
0: Isn't that isn't that what a crash is? A, a collision between two cars. In
1: <laughs> Very good, uh, Ben. Yes. Did you know that apparently you're more likely to uh, suffer with horrible COVID if you have no hair, if you're a bald man?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. I I don't know if I've dodged a bullet with COVID. I think I actually had it. I had a really nasty cough for about three weeks back in February February of last year and and then sort of kind of got over. We all enjoyed that
1: cough on the podcast. I cut out as many as I could.
0: Hang on, hang on, we weren't doing a podcast in February last year, you moron. We started when the first lockdown started. The well then,
1: March. you moron, you don't know when your cough was because it continued, you actual moron. Look.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm coughing now just in You've been coughing the whole you.
1: time.
0: <laughs> Mr. Coffee.
1: <laughs> Coffee with that. Are you
0: telling me you don't like my coughing?
1: I really enjoy it in my headphones.
0: I thought you did, that's why I do it.
1: I can't. I posted it on Twitter, but I can't seem to find it. I did post Idiot. it on Twitter. <laughs> Stop being horrible. You did. I, I Just because you didn't get what you wanted in the voting. Uh,
0: and he, our friend Ian, bit Dead, He 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 laughed at me and mocked me, and you mocked me. Everybody's mocking me.
1: <laughs> what was he mocking you about? That he had a bit of hair and that you had none.
0: I think so. Yeah. But yeah, said
1: that, is that actually a thing amongst men of your age group? Well,
0: well, actually, it's not really because I mean, I well, I mean, I lost my hair in my sort of mid twenties. I've always been a baldy, and it hasn't really. It, I think it must be harder. You suddenly lose your hair in your sort of late fifties when everything's starting to go south, and that was, it must really feel like oh my god. It's all gone wrong. Look, if you lose your hair in your 20s, you kind of live most of your out-of-life as a Baldy. You're kind of pretty settled into it and happy with it. Oh, I
1: see. So you've only got all the other stuff to worry about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Chris from Coldplay, apparently. He's got a he's bit a to worry. No, actually, he's got less to worry about now, hasn't he? He had got less to worry about. He says lockdowns made him confront his ego. And that's what made me look at this. I thought, which way did it go? Did he say that he was really lovely and mild-mannered and and (laughs) humile um, to start with? Or did he go the other way around? But um, confronting his ego apparently involves that he's reassessed his relationship with fame. And this is where I thought, Ben, you and I should talk about our relationship with podcast fame.
0: What, what podcast fame do, do you do, do you feel that the podcast is the only way that you can get self-worth from external validation Victoria
1: oh my goodness I don't know I'd have to think about that for half an hour but well
0: that's what Chris Martin said that's what he's been thinking about oh that's I see exactly I didn't read it. the
1: article oh, God, way to go, go no, listen, listen I want to carry on on the podcast thing that um, I do think that it's it's something you have to think about, because um, like, say, for example, all our decisions about uh, obviously our massive decision about going biweekly. weekly had to be thought about from a perspective of the fact that we have had people asking us where it is and stuff. And we want to consider you guys because you're important to us. So um, it's not just being famous. It's also taking the huge responsibility of fame into account. Have you? But you've been recognised when I've been out with you, haven't you, Ben?
0: Excuse me.
1: Can
0: I well, very occasionally, a long time ago. I'm hoping um, that those days are long gone now. I haven't been on the
1: telly for about a year and a half. Hoping. You absolutely you should have seen his chest swell. <laughs> oh, me. Yes, actually, it was me. Yes, it was me. <laughs> but I used to get recognised when I spoke to people sometimes. My voice got recognised. Oh, that's nice. They're actually like it's quite weird that it happens, and it happens in sort of news agents and weird places like that. That you actually think people are bloody listening to me. That's fucking terrifying.
0: I remember the first time I ever got recognised, and that was that, uh, recognised by voice as well, the same as you actually. And it was when I was in the very early days of dating the now ex Mrs. Ando, and we went into a travel agent to book a holiday together. It was the first time we decided to go
1: on a holiday. And a the
0: dirty agent, break. No, it was a dirty break. Uh, we went to Greece, as I recall. With all
1: the dirty water in Greece.
0: <laughs> and um, we went to the travel agent. The travel agent said, oh, I recognise your voice. Are you on Radio Trent? I said, yes, I am. And I, I felt like a dog with two cocks. I really did. It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> Is that so what I'm you said right. to the
1: former Mrs A? <laughs> I
0: felt like a dog with two
1: cocks. <laughs> Is that why she's like, oh, marry me.
0: I think I'm pretty sure that's the other (laughs) deal.
1: Well, let's see what Chris Martin feels like. Last year was quite an eye-opener, he told BBC Radio 2. I was like, who am I without Wembley Stadium saying you're awesome? That's exactly the thought that passes through my mind when I fall asleep.
0: Is that what Wembley Stadium says to you? Oh, my God, Victoria, you're awesome.
1: (laughs) Wembley Stadium says to me, it's time for a body frisk. (laughs) and then we might deny entry I'm trying
0: says you can't come in in trainers
1: yeah exactly I'm trying in my life right now not to attach too much to being a pop star I'm trying not to get my self worth from external validation oh there you go Ben there's your line he was speaking yeah. as Coldplay unveiled their new single. Funny that they were like, Come yeah. on, Chris, have you got anything you can say to, to make some, to scrape up a news article? And he's like, How about my battle with being well known?
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, goodness me. I
1: mean, so, I pen- so hang on. So
0: he's, he's at a launch for his new single where I'm sure everybody's telling him how great he is and blowing smoke up his ass, And he's saying how he's had to learn to deal with not being quite so famous and having smoke blown up his arse. I mean, for fuck's sake, come on. I mean, this is really kind of through the looking glass stuff, isn't it? It's just theatre of the absurd.
1: I think it's I think it's called promotion.
0: I think it is called promotion. That's exactly what it's called. called, oh. called and calls then, then called. they just
1: blar on in the article about the new song. I'm glad I didn't read it. And then let's have a look. So thank you to this great plumbing. What?
0: I mean, so... He he says the band had to jump through several hoops to record together during the pandemic. We had to find countries where we were able to get him with permission and then be in a recording bubble. We did that three or four times. I
1: think it's a fun. They have collaborated with a lot of people. Apparently there's a Swedish hit-making powerhouse called Max Martin. Have you ever heard of them?
0: (laughs) I haven't heard of the Swedish hit-making powerhouse. The only Swedish groups I know are Abba and Roxette. (laughs) I love rocks. I think set are brilliant. Rocksets Yeah, fantastic.
1: What do they what are the what's one of their hits?
0: Oh, um, it must have been love. That's a classic. Joy Joyrider, that's another one.
1: Joy um, come yeah.
0: on. Are you are you putting me on the spot? Is this a Ken Bruce? Pop Not if you Master love them so much. Murder. I thought you
1: were just talking out your ass. Hang on. Must have
0: been love. Uh,
1: anyway, Joy they've Riders. collaborated also. There's, they've previously topped the charts with artists like Britney, Taylor Swift, Justin Timberlake, Ariana Grande, and The Weeknd. The Weeknd? No, no,
0: come on! It's The Weeknd. It's not The Weeknd. It's The Weeknd. Oh yes. Got second, who are he's they? Only got two E's.
1: Who's that hit-making factory?
0: <laughs> Isn't The Weeknd some that bloke who got really cross because he wasn't invited to some awards ceremony or something a few weeks ago?
1: Oh yeah And and he said Oh I'm going to boycott it And I thought We could never get <laughs> away With something like that Because they'd be like Yeah okay fuck off <laughs> well, well, no,
0: no, no we are We're boycotting our own podcast Every other week now
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're so cool We're so cool We're just not doing it
0: <laughs> Too cool on, for school
1: On that note Happy birthday Ian Bitdead Happy birthday To,
0: to Oh, is it, is it, it his, his birthday. He kept it
1: really quiet from us. Yeah, and was that's he... what made me think I want to know all your birthdays, so we can. But you're not going to tell us, aren't you? Are you? Well, I, mean, I have actually had some lovely correspondence from new listeners, so thank you for that. We should do. We should do fewer podcasts, Ben, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting more listeners. It's bizarre.
0: Come on, then tell us about this interaction that you have
1: had. What interaction?
0: We just said we've had some
1: lovely interaction. I want to hear. Oh, you. tell us about it. Oh, just that yeah. we like really nice things that we're resonating with people and and that they're stumbling across us in really weird ways. <laughs> so it's not really it's not helping me with my Twitter analytics or my my little graphs of how listeners come to us and stuff. It's totally random. <laughs> um, and from different parts of the earth as well. We are, I think Australia is number four. The in the amount of listeners that we have. So it's a welcome one and all. And let us know you're there. I keep saying it. People don't want to, I understand. Um, but if you have something to say or a story you want us to cover, we like that too. Uh, you didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. It's getting catchier as I say it more often. <laughs>
0: it's never going to catch on. Or tweet um, us we if you
1: can remember that, at YDLMF podcast.
0: Now, I don't know if, we probably can't say any more the sketches, the details, but isn't there also some talk of there being a sort of a kind of a repeat of the pod o dee pod that we did last year, like kind of a joining up with a couple of other podcasters? Yeah, actually possibly-
1: two, actually two. And that leads me on nicely to our podcast, our fellow podcasters, because it, there'll be collaborations. Um, if I can pull my finger out, I have to buy a house first. So hold tight and then we'll do a couple of exciting collaborations. And also thanks to all you other podcasters who listen. You know, do do let us know you listen when you do and send us your pod promos as well because I'm too lazy to go and get them.
0: <laughs> You're buying uh, a, house, a new house, a house of pods.
1: A house of Mitt's repute.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, God. you know I'm buying a house. Yeah. I Although I shouldn't talk about talk it or... cuz the process is really hard.
0: It is really hard.
1: It is, and then one house. second you're like, okay, right, that's it, that's it, no more paperwork, and then somebody else will want a few hundred quid for doing something which I could probably do myself.
0: It's very adult, isn't it, buying a house?
1: It's adult just like our podcast. <laughs> What are you writing? You're not paying attention. Uh, everyone, we can see each other. And it's causing me to turn my head away from my mic, which is irritating for you. But oh, uh, I, I keep on looking. See- I forgot you could
0: see me. Ah, I, I was, saw you I, picking on you I'll show you what I'm doing. I'm just sketching, like, little kind of bits of kind of calligraphy and stuff just because I just did, like, doodles and things.
1: Tell us interesting things from your life.
0: Me? I went out in London uh, on the South Ooh. Bank with my friend with my friends Mike and Sebastian the other week, and that was good. I mean, I got quite cold quite quickly and realised this whole outdoor drinking thing is a bit nair when it's cold. You feel a bit
1: weird the next day because not only is there a tinge of alcohol that's been through your system, but you you still feel that, I don't know, maybe the cold gets to you as you get older.
0: (laughs) Ick. So I've been doing that. I'm I'm glad to be back in the gym, which is all really good. Is that what you've been doing while you're
1: wearing spandex today?
0: Yeah, I've been to the gym this morning.
1: Have you? Have you showered? Yeah.
0: No.
1: Stinky.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you showing me your armpit?
0: Drink it in. (laughs) It's been great. So we're going to be back now in two weeks, aren't we? That's what we're doing. Carrying on with the two-weekly thing. and keep. so. um, We don't die. Hopefully next time we'll have more details of this kind of um, new collaboration thing that we're planning to do or that you're planning to do anyway.
1: Yeah, if, um, yeah, I'm just a bit busy If, if it comes school. off, if it comes off. Well, the thing is, I'm just relying on everyone else doing the legwork. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, it's not actually they don't want to. It's the fact that I just have to bother to answer things. That's all. Maybe you can okay. do it, Ben. Uh,
0: yes, of course. We okay. all that joke. Okay, so bye, uh, bye everyone. Chad, oh, be back in two weeks. Love you. Bye. bye. bye.